Hi everybody, this is Jesse Jace. Before we get to the podcast, I just wanted to apologize to our listeners for the, uh, let's call it, uneven level of audio quality that you've heard from episode to episode until now. Um, And I particularly want to apologize for the audio audio quality you're going to hear in today's episode. Uh, It's not very good in some places. Um, Recording a podcast remotely with all the participants in different locations is a little bit of a technical nightmare sometimes, and we've been experimenting with trying to find the best method uh, for doing that. I don't think we've found the best method yet, but we're working on it. So thanks to all of you who listened in spite of all that, and uh, enough excuses out of me, let's get on with Ikinari Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Ikinari Podcast. I'm Jesse Jace. Uh, who else is here? Maybe Eric Brockwitz? Yeah! He's really excited. And Matt Gibson. Hahi lululo. Okay, you are going to run out of ways to say hello. In, <laughs> Never! In, in a couple weeks, I think. Never. Never. <laughs> he's, a, he's a veritable endless spring of greetings, Matt. Um... I want to apologize to everybody that we took a week off. Uh, we we couldn't really record uh, the episode for last week because of the national holiday that happened in Japan, and uh, some of us had to do family things on that day. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, uh, some of us had lives. Deal with it. Had lives. Yeah. What I'm saying is, me and Matt had lives, and you. I don't know what you did. You probably played Destiny all day. But uh, anyway, uh, that's. Me, I wouldn't do that to our adoring public. <laughs> Anyway, um, but now we're back, and better than ever, Yeah, because I said so. (laughs) Um, I don't know what you... I I feel like I didn't play very many video games this week. I played played, uh, Resident Evil 7 to make videos of it. Which I've been watching. That's that's a scary game. Yeah. I couldn't watch. I could not watch. Yeah, it's a bit... Like the... The be- just the beginning when you first walk into the house not even when you walk in when you open the door to the house and it's pitch black inside it's just like uh, I couldn't even get to that point I think there was a like before you ever even went inside you like opened a van yeah door. you got like, stuck no, at the van screw this I'm out yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no it's worse after that because doors in the house don't open unless you walk through them like you have to push them open with your face. Uh, so it's like you, you your hand reaches out and pushes it a little, but it won't open until you walk through it. Well, I appreciate you playing it for me because watching the videos is so easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what about you guys? What uh Matt, what did you play? Um uh I think it Yeah, Destiny. I played Destiny. Uh, and I've also played another game called Serial Cleaner. Serial Cleaner? Yeah. That's that's Wait, me every I'm morning spelled. at breakfast with my daughter. Yeah. She spills cereal and I have to clean it. <laughs> it's, uh, what's, you're, uh, what's that game? You clean up after murders and homicides. It's like a... Oh, I think oh, I've, I've heard, heard about this. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, like a stealth action game. It's quite fun. Wait, you have to mm. clean up stealthily? Yeah, because the police are patrolling around, and you have to avoid their like. Yeah. Their, uh, oh, you don't work for the police. No, you don't work for the police. No, you're the murderer. No, you're not the murderer. You are a cleaner. 
four murderers. Oh, oh like, uh, like um, Harvey Keitel. Mm. Right. You're the wolf. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Shit, Negro. That's all you had to say. All right. <laughs> so it's quite good fun. I've been playing that and trying to finish South Park. Ah, uh, yes. And Eric. Mm, Eric, yeah. what have you been? Yeah. What have you I've, been? Uh, what's been on I've your been, horizon uh, this week? Playing, playing, yeah, playing that uh, <laughs> that Frozen Wildland. It's uh, yeah, that's not what it's called, is it? The Frozen Wilds. I think so. There we oh, go. Frozen Wilds, whatever. Wildlands. It should be the game. Frozen Waste. Mm. And it bothers me that it's not the Frozen Waste. How about the Frozen Tundra? Yeah, Tundra yeah, would yeah, be awesome. Good. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, no, yesterday you were raving to me about the snow. No, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's great. Okay. It's, it's I watched the video um, of, like, the gorilla bear robot thing that looks yeah. fucking yeah. awesome. So first, I, I was actually surprised how hard it is. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, I need to readjust because everything is kicking my ass. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, but what's super cool is that um, just... Like, there's a lot of, like, quality of life updates of, like, you know, things like you can, uh, there's a skill now that you can pick up things um, while riding a, a horse, or not a horse. Uh, yeah, horse. a robot, yeah. Beast, a robo-horse. Which, which means that, like, it's reasonable to ride a horse for long distances now. Because before you'd always have to get off and, you know, go pick up some herbs or whatever. Mm. But now you can just ride it all the way across, which is great. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with like mounted combat. Um, it's cool, and the story seems uh, pretty cool. What about the new weapons? I saw there was a bunch of new like. Yeah, so there's like a new class of weapons yeah. that like I don't have because you have to earn them. Oh, uh, okay. But we have to like charge. It's kind of like a charge shot, I think. There, I saw there's like a big. Um, fire thing and then a stick with okay. electricity right. and then an ice yeah. one as well yeah I've got the electricity stick that looks uh, pretty cool it's cool it's essentially the um, the thing you get from the hunter's lodge yeah um, except for with electricity so yeah. I mean it's cool but it's less versatile is it like the stun rod from minority report that make your enemies throw up on each other well <laughs> they don't <laughs> no, throw up but I, they get I, stunned that would yeah. be awesome Okay. But yeah, it's a great game. Um, I highly recommend it. I got it for fifteen bucks when it was like the PS Plus deal for fifteen dollars. Oh yeah, I think it's up to twenty now. Yeah, back yeah. to normal um, price. I heard that the full game is twenty on Amazon now. Yeah. So the full uh, no, game is twenty, the and the expansion is another twenty. The expansion's like it's quite uh, big. It's like a five-hour campaign, and a like. I heard it's like the map is like a quarter the size of yeah. the rest of the map, yeah. which is huge. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's substantial. Hmm. And the snow physics. <laughs> so if you buy it, do you can you play it right away, or do you have to finish the main campaign no. first? Uh, it's, you need to be, like, level 30 before you oh. get into it. Also, it's so hard that, like, if you went in there early, you just get totally wrecked. Like, even at... I'm, at, I'm maxed out in levels, and I was still getting my ass kicked. So, wow. Uh, and <clears throat> the enemies are significantly different so um you need to really readjust mm, they're more um, aggressive i, heard, I would yeah. recommend what? they're more aggressive they're way more aggressive uh it's actually pretty cool like they have like two elemental enemies and like 
there's this like fire I don't know kind of cat like tigery thing I guess I don't know uh, but yeah not only do they uh, that and the bear both do a fair amount of damage up close um, it's cool that they have some more elemental stuff going on so there's a reason to use the like elemental potions because I I was thinking back like one of the things I didn't like about the rest of the game is I completely ignored uh, the elemental herbs that would that you could use to make potions because I never used them ever and they're just in the way yeah they don't really you don't really need them that often right in the regular game you like you essentially don't need them ever Mm. really and I'm always like fully Um, stocked of them because I don't ever consume them right Exactly, and uh, but in this case, like, um, yeah, like I could, I, I realized one of the reasons I was getting my ass kicked was because I wasn't using this potion. So like now, they're useful again. Oh. Like, yeah. Hey, uh, before anyway, before we get into uh, today's topic, I want to ask you guys a question that's a little bit related to some news that happened, I guess, during the week that we didn't record. Um, so BlizzCon happened, right? Yep. Uh, How do you feel about Overwatch League? Oh. Like, will you watch it? Um, sure. I think if they make it easy to watch, I'll watch it. I think that's one of the things they're trying to do. They talked about, like, enhanced spectator tools. Well, I mean, not just that. I mean, if it's, like, Twitch only, then I probably, I don't know if I will. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's too much of a wall for you? It's not a wall, yep. it's just, I don't know. I just find something annoying about watching Twitch. <laughs> it's probably the other people watching Twitch that you find annoying. Yeah, like the chat spam. I think you and can then, turn the chat off, right? Oh, good. You can, yeah. yeah. And then I would um, rather have like a replay, I'd rather watch it back like on YouTube after. Mm. I don't care about watching it live, what does mm. it matter? Oh, it, people will right. put it on YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah, or oh, I hope it's like proper though, like... Like Overwatch puts it on YouTube or something. Oh, that would be nice. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, they are, it is going to be a little easier for people, people especially people who aren't familiar with the game, to watch because of the the skins that they're adding, like the the, the, the national team flag skins. Yeah, skins. Yeah. So I don't know. I I I can't decide what I think about it. I have to watch some of it to decide. I actually might find watching the game more pleasurable than playing. It. <laughs> yeah, I think they need to do something more about team and locations, though, because it's a bit hard for maybe people to follow a team. Ah, uh, because hmm. there's only like twelve teams, and they're mostly American. Oh, there's no, there's. I mean, well, there's like th- two Asia teams, maybe th- two Europe teams. There's no African teams. Hmm. Right, but I think it's based on like how popular the game is in that area if there's enough like pro players. I mean, they did the Overwatch World Cup, right? Yeah. So, like, that wouldn't... Uh, I guess maybe they have to only do that once a, a year or every couple of years and then let the teams who won in their respective national league or whatever join. Kind of like I mean, professional sports do. I don't really know how. Yeah, that I mean work. the World Cup thing that they've been doing is different anyway. It's where they they vote for players from like a list that's chosen oh, yeah. by people who are representative of the community. Okay, but they so, make yeah, like an all-star team. 
Yeah, basically from a region. And then it, it's kind of weighted because you have countries like Sweden, where mm -hmm. like everyone who plays YouTube on uh, plays Overwatch on the internet is a pro player. Mm. And then you have other countries where the people who play Overwatch online who are famous are just YouTubers. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah, it's it's kind of wonky. It's just a promotional thing to build up to BlizzCon. Yeah, anyway. I, I, I got the sense that it wasn't super serious. The World Cup like, isn't really. Please. There's so much yeah. money involved in the 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 league, though. Yeah. Like they're serious about well, that. Well, the league, yes. Yeah, so the the league is serious. Like, and I like the idea that they. I mean, I don't know. The 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 this city, this is their team. Uh -huh. Kind of like how every other sport does. I like that idea. The idea that you could do that with video games did not occur to me. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, I think it's so, admirable that they're doing that to try and make it like a real sport so people right, can get right. behind it. But there's just not enough. But it's funny yeah. that that's the barrier. Or that they have identified that as that being the barrier to why people don't get into it. Like, uh, they, like true. yeah. yeah. When uh, I watch, like, like esports, I'm like, well, who do I vote for? Or who do I root for? Like, I. There's no really personalities. Care about these guys, you know? You don't know who they are. You don't know anything. Yeah. Right. I was listening to um, High Scores podcast the other day, and they were talking about how they don't really think it's ever going to become mainstream because there's a big barrier in the way, which is that like a company owns Overwatch. Yeah. Like it, right. So it's not like basketball, where any you know, where all these diff like nobody owns basketball. No. And you could, yeah. you know, have a basketball league without all the legal hurdles, but only Blizzard can host an Overwatch league. Well, I think that's why they're trying so hard to do it, because if it did work, holy shit, they'd be rich. <laughs> like, I mean, they're, they're rich already, but, like, can you imagine if someone owned basketball? Yeah, well, like, right. If, like, one... I don't mean, like, it was a confederation of different teams and owners. Of, I mean, like... No, like our company that already pre previously existed and has other products. Yeah, yeah we own basketball. Yeah. Right. Like, that's insane, man. But that ownership <laughs> is why, like, they'll never have yeah. <coughs> they'll never have esports in the Olympics because you right. can't have like, oh, we're gonna do Overwatch and you know uh, Rocket League and CS:GO in one event because yeah. right. every company will want to control it. You yeah. know. I think they should do like what they do at PAX, where they just have like a random video game challenge. Where they're like, you don't know what game you're gonna play next, bitch. And it's like, you know, the the like final stage, the final game that they have to play is like the uh, the um, the UFO catcher because it's like the just most impossible game. UFO catcher, you mean, of course. Speaking of UFOs, yes. What are we talking about today? Uh, dwarves and elves, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, so today's topic is Bring it down. science fiction versus fantasy. Does that mean high fantasy or just fantasy? Yeah, high fantasy, basically. Science the, fiction as versus in the high fantasy. I, I think it might be worth taking time to define these things. Uh, yes, science fiction is better. Next topic, please. <laughs> <laughs> but is it um, always? Is it? I have no. Clearly not always. I have real problems with fantasy, yeah. like real problems. Well, I mean, you know, if you take your shittiest sci-fi book and put it up against Tolkien, then no, it's not. Always. No, Tol I'm but. sick of Tolkien. Like, who? First of all, 
Who in the past read Tolkien and decided that henceforth all fantasy will have dwarves and elves and fucking t- trolls and skeletons in it? So that we could be racist without saying anything about actual people who live around us. Is Are you making not- a joke about Matt being a troll? <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I mean, I, I have a feeling that, like, they have all these races that are just more interesting than the races we have. Yeah, but... And the whole allegory is that, like, they're all human, which they're not, but they are. And, and you know, like, oh, we're all the same and we learn to love each other in the end. Yeah, but you can um, do that with, you know, sci-fi. new original races. With, like, actual... No, 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 no. Like, with good. new original creatures. But instead, they're always like, well, I guess we'll have elves and dwarves. Right. It's like, why does it always have to be... Would it kill a game developer to make a game that takes place in a, you know, fantasy setting but doesn't have elves or dwarves in it? I'm curious about, like, what were the other things that other people used to use before Tolkien, you know? Before Tolkien came along and decided that it had to be dwarves. Uh, are we even sure if Tolkien, like... Pioneered. No, I mean, well, I'm relatively sure that he's the reason why everybody sticks to that one okay. thing. Yeah, he definitely you know? popularized it. I don't know if he... Yeah, def- I mean, like, I'm, people were using or, like elves and dwarves before him, I'm pretty sure. Mm. But, I'm like, what what you're complaining about, I think we can probably rest at his feet. Mm. Yeah, screw him. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, he's awesome. <laughs> fuck you. But, uh, but, <laughs> but, like, I think... I'd be curious to see, like, oh, you know, it used to be gnomes everywhere, or, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> gnomes. <laughs> like, the gnome war. I just like, feel like there's the the originality that seems to be missing from fantasy is made up for in science fiction. And g- don't get me wrong, I'm not, like, a big science fiction, like, fan or anything. But given the boy. choice. Fanboy. But given the choice between the two... I just like I've played fantasy games that I liked, mm-hmm. but it's always because I was like um, sort of tolerating the the typical fantasy tropey bullshit that was always going on. Like oh slimes, oh great gelatinous whatever skeletons, you know like the same enemies you always fight in fantasy games. They always show up. Whereas like science fiction games, if one copies another, it's it's seen as like whoa that's that's plagiarism. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wait, how do you mean? Well, like, okay, so like, uh, science fiction. I'm trying to think of a science fiction like franchise where there are non-human bad guys. Okay. Like Mars remember. Attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my head for some reason. Mars Attacks. Mars that's a bad right. example. So one of the Mars Attacks guys showed up in Star Trek, you'd be like... Like, fuck? think about science fiction monsters, right? Like, the Rancor monster. And this, uh, I'm trying to think cool. of something that's not Star uh, Wars. I'm not sure that's a good example, Jesse. Huh? Uh, Destiny sure Ogres. Ogres from Destiny. Um, I can't... Bu- Wait, there's no ogres in from Destiny. You're thinking of Quake. <laughs> Wait, are there ogres? Yeah, of course they're ogres. Are they called ogres, those big yeah. guys? I'm having problems with my brain. Um, like wow, that's a whole nother Holy podcast. shit, you just... Ogres from Destiny do resemble the Rancor monster. Yeah, they do. Oh, I never thought of that. But they don't call them the same thing. Whereas in fantasy, it's always like dwarves, 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 elves, elves. Like every game 
and every story has these people called elves and these people called dwarves. But uh, you don't see like, oh look, like here's an episode of Star Trek where there are huts, like Jabba the Hut. Mm. That doesn't happen. I'm probably not making the best example I could. <laughs> no, but I see what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, like I think there's a reason for that. But let's. Let, I want to hear from Matt. Um, I think I think the main reason for it is probably just copyright. Like so, because nobody owns the copyright yeah, no, on no, elves and Matt, dwarves. Give me a better answer than that. I need a better answer. But okay, like a more interesting one. I think the main yeah, reason yeah. for that is. Uh, uh, magic nanobots <laughs> yeah <laughs> nanobots from the future who who enforce copyright law I think if you go back and I think it's useful to define like if you're going to compare two things it's useful to define what they are because for instance Star Wars I think is a particular example of like why fantasy and sci-fi need to be defined does that, does that make sense okay right um, but like, I think uh, I think generally we tend to define fantasy as swords and elves, and sci-fi as pew pew in space, right? Um, but uh, I was trying to like kind of deconstruct a little bit. I was thinking the thing about fa- fantasy that is mm, most interesting is always something that's happened in the past, right? When you're reading a fantasy um... book. The, the thing, you know, the magic that started the world or whatever. It's always something that happened in the past. Star Wars happened in the past, that, though. It was a long time ago. I, Star Wars is fantasy. Um, <laughs> but so... Mm. I, I'm hearing myself over somebody's audio. Well, okay, so we've established that, like, there are some franchises that put the two together. And well, those yeah, ones that's, tend to be right, really right. popular. Like, like Star Wars so, all right, and Final I think, Fantasy. Like, Fantasy starts with something is true. This thing is true. We're not really going to try and explain why. It's just how it is. And it's like that because something happened a long, long time ago or whatever, right? Something magical that we're not going to try and explain. It just is. And sci-fi is often like, here's something. Let me explain to you why this is reasonable. Um, Or good sci-fi is. You know, like most good sci-fi tries to explain to you why why this is different from the world you live in. how, uh, you know, generally how the technology works or generally why we live on a different planet or, you know, these creatures came from this other place so, uh, or, you know, something like that. You right? can break it down or more simply then. So sci-fi is mm-hmm. something that we're not capable of yet. Okay. But looks like we could be, whereas fantasy is sure. something that, I don't know, is rooted in history and yeah and fears that culturally we grew up with okay i, I could i could buy into that i would say also like um one of the things that's like great in fantasy that sometimes sci-fi struggles with is pacing um because again that's you don't a big really generalization to, right but you don't one of the things that i find like i often have to trade off on in Okay, well, so I should clarify. I'm talking about books. Um, okay. When I think sci-fi and fantasy, I think of books. And, like, one of the problems with sci-fi books, 
even my favorite sci-fi books, is that they have to choose whether they're going to explain a thing or not, right? And if they explain the thing, then usually the pacing suffers. And if they yeah. don't explain the thing, usually you're frustrated them eventually, of kind of like, ah, you're taking too many like, shortcuts, right? Whereas sci-fi, or sorry, whereas fantasy, I'm totally okay with you not explaining it to me. Because you've got it's such okay. a history of it in, already yeah, in your that's, brain. That's right. That's the other thing. I'm like, <laughs> there's elves and dwarves. I know what those are. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> but like, it's, yeah. I think that's so, something that fantasy benefits. Do you think mm. it's because, um, so when I go back to my copyright thing, it's because mm. sci-fi is kind of recent and most... Mm. Like, most popular sci-fi comes from franchises, which are, like, heavily, like, protected. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty much right. Which is why sci-fi can't be uh, so uh, plagiaristic. Yeah. Whereas fantasy is rooted in our history, where there's no copyright licenses, there's no mm-hmm. issues on stuff. Like, Tolkien doesn't own elves and dwarves, because... They've been around for a while. But I bet his family wishes he did. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> uh, they'll, be, um, they'll be fine. He, he did own Lord of the Rings, so... Yeah. Uh, they'll make some money from yeah. those loot boxes. <laughs> from what? So I was just looking up, like, one of the earliest <laughs> science fiction... The earliest science fiction thing. Um, but their answer, the internet's answer is not satisfying at all. Well, the internet's the never, epic. I mean, yeah. a good source. It's like the epic of Gilgamesh that was like thousands of years ago, you know, 2000 BCE. Okay, let's, Yeah. Like, here's, here's how I put it in my terms. Which is more okay. annoying, science fiction or fantasy? The answer is fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's science fiction. All right, make your case, Matthew. Yeah. So... I don't know. Science fiction annoys me because, uh, like, lots of things are left too vague, and some of the decisions um, are. I don't know. Is that really what we would have done at that time? And if you look at like Star Trek, um, as a human species, we don't seem to have evolved much intellectually. Um, intellectually, okay, maybe we have. Technologically, we've evolved. But, like, when it comes to, like, rash, being rational, mm. like, we don't seem to have changed at all. And how is our, like, future, like, future selves with all this technology and experience not mm. evolved to the point where we can stop and make a fucking decision? Like, well, so sci-fi annoys that, me. Okay. I, whereas, I, I feel like that means Star Trek is just not... A realistic vision of the future, but I could have chosen Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. I, I, let's keep Star Wars out of this conversation. Star Wars happened a long like, time ago, not in the future. Yeah, but honestly, though, <laughs> Star Wars is a lot closer to fantasy. Than it is a lot closer to fantasy, which is why yeah. it's so successful. Because fantasy yeah, right, right. is better. Fantasy is more well, engaging. Fan- sci-fi doesn't make good movies. Uh that's not true either, though. Uh, Sci-fi does make good movies. Okay, like, uh, uh, about the point sorry, you made about science fiction being vague. What's more vague than magic? But when science gets so advanced, it's indiscernible from magic. Right, mm. but that's shitty science fiction. 
Like I don't think it should be science fiction. That's just if they're not explaining to you why, then I then like it's just pew pew in space. You know, like so for instance, um, like one of the things I love, like one of the writers I love. uh, I don't know, I'm trying not to choose. Huh. Um, first, all right, Heinlein, right? Uh, I love Heinlein for his weird, strange ideas. He got kind of weird near the end, no judgment. But, uh, and he's probably a little bit, of, maybe a fascist. That's not the point. Um, but, like, the way he described how things work, even though he was completely wrong, uh, like he tried, he like had reasons for like, okay, well we need this you know set of logarithm books to and got to turn the dial on this thing that way and that that the way this functions is like concrete right and not just like turn some random dial that does something but like you know because it you know you move this thing closer to that thing and those are important in the way they interact or whatever like they attempt to explain it and I feel like the degree to which they explain it has a lot to do with how good I consider it as sci-fi, but also often can detract from how good I think of it as storytelling, right? Um, it's kind of what I was talking about before about the pacing, like yeah. really good, meaty sci-fi can sometimes get in its way, can in its own way. But um, the technology he's describing is beyond our capability and maybe our comprehension, like as in what it does. Well... Okay, like, right. But like, I think like when it's really done well, they'll usually say like, okay, you have to accept this one thing because we need some kind of technological advancement for it to happen. Like here's a thing that exists. But because that exists, let me explain how it works in all these other situations, right? But let so you're explain. willing to like, so, but because you have to accept that something exists, that's mm-hmm. why it, the definition of, advanced science being indiscernible from magic works right I totally agree with that um, what I, I guess what I'm saying is that, like fantasy doesn't often try to explain why everything else happens because you just accept that it exists yeah so science fiction right. should be speculative right I mean, that's a good way to put it like it should presuppose that things happen for certain reasons and that those reasons need to be kind of thought out or researched by the author yeah but then describing it is nice like you're like oh so this this element exists only just not on earth and then we discovered it and then because we discovered it we can do this thing and it interacts with this thing this way that's cool i like that but it's still like so magic exists and that's why i can shoot fire from my nose or whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay but like but magic exists, therefore, all this that like there's a, there there tend to be. I feel like there's a, a like bigger leap in fantasy, right? Whereas like in something I consider good sci-fi. All right, I'll give you a better example of good sci-fi. A book I recommended a little while ago called Seven Eves, right? Yeah, I remember. Um, I'm not going to ruin the whole book, but essentially, the whole the the book turns on an event that happens really early, and. Nobody knows why, and they and like the they're very clear in the book. Nobody knows why this happened, mm-hmm. um, but the moon blows up, like breaks apart suddenly. Right? Yeah. Everything they have to deal with after that, all um, everything that comes after that is 
directly tied to like you can trace the step by step by step uh like causality or i don't know if that's the right word uh, like from the moon blew up and therefore right mm-hmm. and the ways that that developed slowly piece by piece like you can trace it all back to this one thing. I don't have to just accept that weird shit happens. Why yeah. wouldn't they explain the blowing up of the moon with something like a meteor co- uh, collision or something? Uh, they, so what I like about that is like they everybody has theories, right? Okay. But, like, Sorry, all, all asteroid is what I meant theories. to say, not meteor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was a really yeah. Um, you know, it's nice. Like people that like disagree, but they're busy dealing with the bullshit and then essentially don't know. Nobody ends up figuring that out. And it's not important to the story why. The most important thing is that the moon blew up. And, you know, I don't want to ruin the rest of the book for you. You should read it. Because I read a book a long um, time ago that was about the premise of the moon being, like, severely damaged by an asteroid. And part of the moon is now careening toward the Earth. Uh-huh. And, like, the whole uh, c- premise of how to stop this, like, chunk of the moon from causing a mass extinction event seemed pretty uh, granted this is like this book is from 1998 and i think i read it when i was like 21 or something but uh it seemed legit like i was like well he seems to have thought of everything (laughs) (laughs) my my brain probably wasn't accounting for every possible thing that could have been scientifically wrong about the book yeah but yeah it was sorry go ahead matt well i was just saying i think eric's (laughs) describing like what I feel the best kind of sci-fi and fantasy is, where it's a background for the human drama which engages you. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, what, like The Walking Dead is like zombies, yeah. but it's not right. about zombies. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Game of Thrones is fantasy, but it's not about fantasy. So then, if you're an yeah, author I, I, with I think a good idea, really good point. Was, and if, Star Wars is sci sci fan, sci fantasy. <laughs> it's not fiction. It's yeah. sci fantasy, but it's not about science fantasy. It's right. about the the human drama, and I think those are the best kind of. Both then of is those. the decision to set your human drama in a fantasy or science fiction world purely arbitrary? Uh, maybe it's. Uh, I feel like if I'm wondering, I'm wondering if based on the type of conflict that you're yeah. like thinking of engaging your characters in, it works better in different settings. Yeah. Like I wonder what, what happens if you put Battlestar Galactica in a fantasy situation. Yeah, right. Uh, like on a Because like Battlestar Galactica is exactly what you're talking about about like it's not about robots and spaceships. It's about like, you know It's about aliens uh, and spaceships. It's about yeah. intrigue and <laughs> Yeah. No, but it's about intrigue, but it's also about like what do you do when you are a small, you know, herd-like group of people, and uh, and you can't trust everybody, you know. So and like, I, what how, what do people do to each other in that situation? I mean, um, I, I guess Battlestar Galactica's counterpart in fantasy would be Walking Dead. Huh. Okay. I I guess that's the closest I can come to right. something that exists. It's not a perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Are we uh, putting Walking Dead in one of these genres? Well, I mean, what are zombies? Zombies uh, are fantasy, yeah? I guess. I've never thought about it. Uh, it depends who makes them, I guess. 
Because like, there's different it, types of horror. There's sci-fi horror right. and fantasy oh, horror. Yeah, you know what? Zombies are kind of like elves. Like nobody owns them. Nobody owns right. zombies, and that's everybody why just so keeps prevalent. rehashing them. And that's, and that's why what I, I hate them. <laughs> and that's what I like about yeah. the the Walking Dead's fantasy is that zombies don't exist as a thing in their world before the zombies come. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, so it's not like wait, like why are there zombies anywhere? So do they? They don't call them zombies. No, they call them walkers because zombies don't exist right. as a thing in their world. That's great. I'm happy about that. Yeah, okay. that's good. And that's why I think. I it's mean, that's a really small thing to be happy about, but. <laughs> mm. Who cares what they call them? Just call them Zambambos. Like, <laughs> well, what the worst is when, like, in video games, like right now, everybody's like conscious that everyone is sick of zombies, so they're like <laughs> trying to rename them. Yeah, like, but that's freakers. Uh, it was like God. fuck off. Yeah, no, Don't exactly, and that's freakers. what I thought that's... about The Last of Us. They were like, "Oh, they're infected. Great, get them out of my face." Yeah, they're still zombies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I I guess I, I was willing to give it, well, The Last of Us a pass because... It was such uh, an engaging story. No, I, I think because actually that particular, like, I had watched a video about, like, uh, you know, a science documentary about that type of the cordyceps thing, um, which is a real thing that really exists. And it does do that to ants and uh, all kinds of insects. And I and like it posed the question like you know it's it's jumped to all these different species. What if it ever jumped to humans? And I was like, fuck you, you're horrible. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) like it just freaked me out. And then to see the first advertisement for The Last of Us be that, and I was like, oh okay, I'm actually legitimately in my real life scared of this. So I'll accept it. But okay, so. If but yes, so the, if the Last zombies. of Us, they're if they're basically zombies, even though they call them infected, then zombies are fantasy. Right. So Last of Us is fantasy. Mm-hmm. So then Tom Clancy's yeah. The Division has infected people. They're not zombies, but they're infected. But if infected are zombies and zombies are fantasy, then is Tom Clancy's Division fantasy? So I think here's what's important. Here's what's important. What caused the zombies? Right. If it's some kind of like chemical experiment that went awry. Then I, I, I think you'd have to call it sci-fi, right? Because they've tried to explain it. But if they're just like, no, I don't know, man. Zombies just came. No, in the division, it's up. like there was a an outbreak. It was, but it was an outbreak of uh, like an actual disease. What was it? I'm um, not sure. It's it's, it's not sci-fi. To... I mean, the weaponry like, is sci-fi. Yeah, some some kind yeah. of I don't remember the disease, but it it happened on. I just remember it was Black Friday, which Black means Friday. it's almost gonna. It's it's almost the anniversary. But um, <laughs> it's almost the anniversary of this thing that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, does it have to be one or the other? No, and that's Probably what's not. nice Can about it. it. So what I think that? we should do instead is just argue about which aesthetic we like better. <laughs> okay, all right. So if, uh, if you had Dragon Age or Mass Effect just handed Mass to Effect. you. Which one would you choose? Mass Effect, Mass probably. Effect oh man, I choose Dragon Age. Well, which Mass Effect? And no, I'm just forget it. Like the best one. Like the best one. The best one. They are two but, different kind but, of games, though. But but um, if you had uh, fuck, what's it called? Skyrim or what's the other one? Fallout. Fallout. I would choose Skyrim. Yeah, I, I might too. Fallout. But that's not because of the genre. That's because of the quality yeah, of the Fallout. game. Fallout looks. I choose Fallout. Yeah, mm. it's Weird. such an ugly sci-fi. It's like 
the way that people thought the future was going to look in the 1950s is my least favorite thing oh, like, yeah. of all things I love that aesthetic oh god it's so gross it's like all this wasted space everywhere yeah all the things have these big swoops they're like what's in there why does it work that makes no sense like no, show me the parts I like the ugh. division of robots and stuff from that period yeah, mm, yeah you're gonna be alone in that I think among the three of us <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, well apparently I am in every so decision. <laughs> Fucking hell. I am so you... tempted to to play uh, Fallout. Like, I really want to play that game. I really want to enjoy that game. I think I would love almost everything about that game, except for the things that nobody likes. But, like, uh, except the aesthetic. Mm. Um, it's funny. That, that, yeah. I didn't like moment. Fallout 3, but I really like Fallout yeah. 4. Huh. But I feel like if Fallout and Skyrim were both, let's say they're both sci-fi or they're both fantasy, they're still not equal in quality. Like I think Skyrim's a better game. I mean, I Skyrim has it. more depth. Oh, this month I'm gonna be playing Skyrim and Beyond. I'm very excited. Oh, here's another one then. Um, so CD Projekt Red, the Witcher guys. Ooh. Their their new game is like a sci-fi cyberpunk thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say I'm a little less excited. Really? Because I feel like I'm I loved The Witcher and I love fantasy probably more than sci-fi, but I'm really excited for this game. I don't know much about. I'm I'm cautious of things with with numbers that start with twenty in the beginning of them. Like <laughs> anything, anything like something 2045 and i'm like no that's just that's that's really near future yeah yeah but like you know you know what i mean though like i I guess i've been burned too many times on like i don't know any project red i'm sure it'll be amazing just make it take place in the year 19xx like mega man Eric, um, Eric, where do you think your burnout comes from though is it from games or is it from books or movies it's from like probably like everything everything yeah <laughs> like it's just like books and like comic books and movies anything with 20s in like you know something something 2020 or you know, like remember that it's kind of an interesting one i yeah. guess like why why though why were you disappointed by games was it your expectations and where do your expectations come from i think I think to me that is one of the red flags. It's not like everything that has a 20 in it. No, no, no. But I think to me that's one of the red flags of possibly lazy sci-fi. <laughs> like, like. What's I, your what, benchmark? Like, what do you expect from a sci-fi for it to be good? I'll give you an example. So first of all, my favorite sci-fi things are usually books. And I, I have this weird thing where, like, I, I read tons of books. Or no, I read books constantly, but I don't read that many books because I have reread the same several series, like, a million times. And I still like doing it. And it's very strange, and I don't expect anybody to understand. Royce, this sounds um, like you in video games. Um, I don't replay that often, actually. Horizon's, like... One of the first times I've actually really oh really enjoyed yeah yeah mm. I, I feel like I I try to I would love if I could enjoy 
replaying games. So I'm always like, I'm going to replay this guy. Oh, fuck, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, like, the controls are weird. I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to. As soon as there's something, like, annoying in the game, I immediately bail. Because I'm like, I already know how to do it. Um, but with books, for some reason, it's different. So I will cycle through uh, reading almost all of the Heinlein books. Well, that's impossible to do that. But a lot, you know, a large chunk of the Heinlein books. And then I'll read some Lois McMaster Bujold for a season, you know, where I'll just go through all of her books. Uh, uh, and then I can't remember this guy's name, uh, but David Weber, I think. Um, I'll go through, like, the uh, Honor Harrington universe, and then I'll go back to Hell. Um, mm-hmm. And every once in a while, a new book will sneak in, like Seven Eves or The Martian or something like that. Um, but I really enjoy sci-fi series. And... I oh. don't mean that the writing is always great, because sometimes it's not. Um, but you like, like David so Weber, if there's a, yeah. a long period where they can build up. I like that, but it's not so much that. It's um, all right. First, it's David Weber, like the honor, the honor Harrington universe. He's not that good a writer. Uh, his like character stuff is like it's predictable. Like there's a lot of like you know that was convenient moments for like why is this person not dead yet it's been 15 books and you, you've been in three wars now and blah 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 whatever um, but that's not why I read the book I read the books for the uh, for how he explains the tech because his explanation of tech is amazing it is like holy shit I see how that works and you know, he figured out a way to make it reasonable to have like what we would recognize as naval combat in space but, like, for good reason, you know, like, not just, like, because that's how you do it. You think about it, fighting in space is pretty, the way we see it in movies is it's ridiculous. totally yeah. ridiculous. And there's <laughs> no reason why it would be like that. No. Like, why would you be anywhere near the person you're shooting at? Yeah. <laughs> like, swooping around each other looks good on screen, but, like, it'd probably just be a pinpoint in the distance that, like, shot you, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he came up with really interesting ways for, like, for naval combat to work and like what it would be like to be on one of these ships that is you know like your job is just load, loading these missiles into this thing and that's it that's all you see and the thing's explode. Uh and like he does a really good job of explaining that I suppose that's, that's quite interesting for, like, like so you like the stuff that sci-fi can do in books that just wouldn't translate to other forms yeah. of media because that yeah, it would would be so boring on anything yeah, else. I yeah. know. But your brain can make it interesting. Right. Yeah, and okay. Again, like, I am really forgiving of sci-fi books when they're like, if they'll take the time to explain it to me, I don't care if it drags. Yeah, but um, that's why imagination's like, fun. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's why I don't get upset when other people are like, I'm not really into sci-fi books. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not sure I am either. I think I'm just into this one aspect of it, you know. Mm. Um, and there are other ones that I enjoy for a lot. Like, Heinlein isn't so much about that. Like, he's a little bit more Mark Twain. You know, he's a little bit more, uh, like, how how people ought to be, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, which I enjoy. Lois um, yeah. Lost of Bujold is... It's sci-fi, but it's getting a little close to fantasy, and and it has the strengths of that. So I think, like, usually to me, I find like 
fantasy books that I like tend to have better character development, and she has great character development. You know. Okay. That kind of stuff. I've talked a while. Somebody else. Talked. What about you, Jesse? Um, what, what was the question? Uh, ah! <laughs> Eric talked so long, you forgot. Did I really do? Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm go. Yesterday, Eric was like, "You're gonna have to shut me up," and I was like, "Do it yourself." <laughs> and I was like, "No, <laughs> no. Have you met me?" <laughs> no. So, what? What's your like? Why? Why do you prefer sci-fi? And why? Why do you have like? What's your benchmark for good sci-fi? Oh, okay. So I, I think I've established that I feel like. Um, Sci-fi has a a much higher probability of presenting a new idea to me. Yes. Um, and so new ideas are interesting. Um, but when I'm if I'm if we're on the topic of books, which uh, boy, it's been a while since I read a sci-fi or fantasy. Well, I haven't uh, finished a books. fantasy book in ages. Just whatever, like because I don't really read. Okay. So. Well. So I think the believability of premises is important. Okay. And like Eric said that he was impressed with, you know, the explanation of tech. And that's, I think I agree with that. And I also feel like um, explanations for things that happened in the history between now and the setting of the story. Like, for example, you know, the exploration of uh, the exploration of our solar system led to this political movement, and mm. the the uh, rise of that political movement led to this whatever this you know policy, and this policy led to this problem, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's really interesting too. And if it seems like the author hasn't put like enough thought into that, then I'll feel like well, this is lazy science fiction. Yeah. 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 But when they've, like, thought about it and it pops up in a way that's somehow useful to a plot, it's like, oh, wow, you worked that in in a cool way. Yeah, that means they were thinking about it for a long time before they started writing. Yeah. Like, there's a part in there's a part in a David Weber book where, like, this, I don't know, some group they had left for a long time. Like, they it took them forever to get where they were going, so they were out of human culture for thousands of years or whatever, and they nobody discovered them. So all they had was, like, all these, like, old samurai movies so they like or not, not even samurai movies just like action flicks and they tried to come up with a martial arts form based on like just watching these movies all they had was Akakake <laughs> yeah right and so like they just made up this thing and like but they're also like they had that and they had like cowboy music they had like country music and like because that was their basis of like, that was like their only entertainment or you know the most popular thing like their whole culture is based around that and I found that like, oh, that's, that's adorable. That's cute mm. that you worked that in. Mm. I mean, it's not the best example, but it was like a, ah, you took something I am familiar with and made it a plot point. Yeah, and it's kind of yeah, it's true. If that's all they had access to for thousands right. of years, yeah. Right. Yeah, that would be like, that's, you know, that's essentially you know that's the, that's what you can build your culture and really and religion or whatever yeah because yeah Um, everyone's common point yeah it's interesting however when you try to do that in a lazy way like if if it's like clear that you tried and it sucked and you kept it anyway yeah um that pisses by my own i don't know if it was you matt or if it was greg mentioning that like 
like I can't remember maybe it was the new Star Trek or something and they started like mentioning the Beatles and they're like no no fuck you don't don't like reference the Beatles like don't quote the Beatles and then be like you know so it's like why would the fuck would anyone know the Beatles in that in 2000 Captain it's just like John Lennon used to say yeah. all you need is right. dilithium crystals now, if, if you're gonna do that you gotta you have to say like <laughs> Uh, if you have to say, like, you know, you probably never heard of this, but, you know, many years ago, like, okay, fine, all right. Actually, so you're a weird, you're into weird music from 2,000 years ago, fine. It's funny, the but, new Star Trek did another thing where they were like, well, one of the great innovators, like Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's painful. Just suck his, I mean, like, I'm... I was like, I, I oh. Him, but don't suck his dick on primetime. <laughs> like, what... They're like, please give us money. Like, yeah. <laughs> by my, I just realized that by my definition, like, Destiny is lazy science fiction. Oh, Destiny's. That's why I really don't like the story of Destiny. Destiny has like, all the worst aspects of fantasy. The yeah. the worst, like, most self indulgent mumbo jumbo aspects of fantasy crammed into a science fiction package. Yeah, but yeah. Destiny fun explains it all away with space magic. Yeah, because of the travel. Yeah, yeah. I think they were just like, I think for Destiny they were like, fuck it. Like, you know, like, they're I don't like, know. who cares about the Fermi paradox? Be, we have aliens. Okay. Right. Well, also, I feel like they, they, um, they, they looked at the, the Halo naming conventions and were like, people really like how we named things. What if we just made it actually that thing? Like, yeah. what do we call the something? past participle verb? <laughs> right. But like, but like, but then like, then like, I feel like in Destiny they're trying to, um, I don't know, like make the thing fit its name, you know? <laughs> the Taken, like if, the Fallen, the right, Shredded, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Woke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Run but for like, cover, the Covenant. The, the Covenant really, like, you know, in, in Halo. I, so Halo, I think, is... The Covenant and the Hive, no. yeah. Right. It was much better explained than 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 Destiny is. And what's the um, other one in Halo? The Flood. The Flood, which is what a good name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ooh, so creepy. Um, but like, I, I I felt like Halo was really. They tried really hard to explain things. The farther they got into the series, the lazier they got. Yeah. Um, instead of like, it would almost be better if they just hadn't had time. Like in the first one, they didn't have time to explain everything. But they explained the things that they did have time to explain, kind of. You but know? the problem there's other things that we didn't need to know about. Right? The problem with um, Destiny is not that the uh, the the law is bad; it's that it's just not explained. Like in Halo, it's explained. In Destiny, yeah. you have to go out of your fucking way to find out. Right. And actually, yeah. it's really fascinating. The Destiny stuff oh. is amazing, and the the amount of writing that's gone into like the backstory and like the connections and things is really good and if you have time okay. i recommend yeah, checking how, it out how far in the future is yeah. destiny supposed to take place actually it's funny that came up the other day because of your mercury and the placement of the sun thing oh yeah <laughs> i was i was talking with uh with peter again and he's like maybe destiny is so far in the future that the sun has expanded okay and yeah, I was going to say, it has know. to be really far in the future because they terraformed Venus in Oh, Destiny no, but the, yeah. we didn't. Well, the Traveler did. did it. The Traveler did it. Great, the Traveler did it. 
Yeah, and the traveler can just fucking do it. It just goes, mm, and it's done. And then the traveler was like, I'd like to move Mercury a bit to the left. <laughs> no, like, the, I, no, I think the sun expanded. Right. The sun expanded. Yeah. The sun right, expanded, okay but that. people still keep living on Earth? Because we're all flipping space magician zombies. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> like, zombies. <laughs> basically yeah, we just keep dying and coming back oh that's true <laughs> yeah that's true i do like how they explained the like it's okay to die in this game i i appreciate it we were talking about like like game tropes or whatever before mm. and i appreciate when they're when games they're like explain why it's okay <gasps> for you to die okay i have another question yeah. about that so uh-huh. your your ghost in Destiny, the the mm. Nathan mm. Na- Nathan Lane, what's his name? Nathan Nathan North, Nolan North, <laughs> Nolan North. Yeah, which is it, it should be Nathan name? Lane. Hey, you it's me, your Nathan ghost. Nathan Fillion, I think. Nathan Fillion was yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Dinklebot. So your ghost um, is he? I always thought that was like so. He he introduces yourself himself at the beginning of Destiny One as your ghost. Yep. Right. But how? How how do you live with him talking to you? Like, isn't your ghost supposed no, to be like no, a little I think machine? He's not your he's not your ghost in the sense of ghost in the shell. I think okay. he is he is a thing called a ghost, and he belongs to you. Is he is he the uh, consciousness of some dead person? No, he. So when the traveler died, in, when the traveler was fighting the darkness in the golden age or whatever, uh, before our story is based, uh, he died to kill it. The traveler died to kill the darkness, okay. and then and in its last moments, it created all of the ghosts from its light. Mm. And the ghosts, the ghosts exist to find their guardian from from wherever, like dead bodies. Um, oh, they just go. And, and which one it is is the is just destiny. Is destiny. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. That's right. So that's the point: is that you've been dead for hundreds of years, and the ghost has finally found you. That's what happens at the beginning of Destiny One. Fascinating. All right, I'm not really one for lore most of the time, but I've, that was bothering me for a while. I yeah, I've I, read quite a lot of the Destiny stuff, and it's actually fascinating. And it annoys me that Bungie haven't put it in the game more. Like they've done a better job this time, but. Hmm. Okay, so I was actually thinking of something. While you were describing that, I was thinking about Halo. And what I was saying about them, descri- them like describing things well. Mm. And I realized it's not entirely true. They are great at describing things that are on Halo. You know, like, that, like, you know, somebody made all this shit way long ago. We don't understand how or why, but it seems like it works like this. And, and here's some bad guys. Let's explain them. But if you if you think about it, they don't really explain the humans, in the, at least in the first couple of games. They don't really explain like human society uh, until you read the books. The books are the worst. Oh, <laughs> like, really? Just the worst. Oh it's no! So bad. And I loved Halo, so I really gave him a go. Yeah. And oh god! And like just things that like nope, that's not how it works in the game. That doesn't make any sense. If he could do that in this book, then. Fucking, I'm the game. I would just destroy everybody all the time. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was like fan fiction level, like. <laughs> anyway, um, but I found it interesting that like they were. It was okay with me in the game because I didn't even notice them not explain the humans. 
you know. Yeah. I think it's funny that you can still, uh, on, when you're on the internet, you can still accidentally happen across debates between fanboys of different, um, you know, action genres and sci-fi genres, and there are these Microsoft fans that uh, maintain that Master Chief is like the most badass guy, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in all of He's games. Yeah, but like, yeah. my favorite thing, even if I'm not involved in that debate, my favorite thing is just to leave a comment about how Master Chief spends the entire game talking to his imaginary girlfriend. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm sorry, that's really true. (laughs) Yeah, and then Uh, just drop the mic and leave. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) That's my contribution to to the progress. Probably the reason why those, those, those kids are making that argument is because in the books, yeah, he can essentially do anything. But like, they can't be kids anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they're not I mean, kids. I mean, yeah. they're still because they're Halo's grown. old. Now. They're, they're, they're like thirty <laughs> or more. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but either way, like, yeah, in the books, it, it is presented that way. Like, there's like a missile that's headed towards him. You know, big like scud missile kind of looking motherfucker thing, and he like figures out how to hit it. Like a like baseball batted away essentially. Yeah. Because like the calculations. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like he he aims for the weak point like the core like it's a the video glowing game boss. core yeah. yeah. And then Good. he looks for the glowing until boss. its health bar goes all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. But, well, something um, I've realized though while talking about this is that hmm. I enjoy fantasy more than sci-fi generally. But when I play a fantasy game, I just play the game and kind of accept it and go, that was really fun. But when I play a sci-fi game, I tend to do research online about the story. And I don't... Is it because fantasy is just so ingrained culturally that I just go, oh, yeah, I know about this stuff and I know about that. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, okay. And oh, maybe that's because... Interesting. Think about the word fantasy. It just means like daydream you know daydream, like yeah imagined stuff whereas you know sci- science fiction sounds like something rooted in science or at least somewhat and that i need to find out more about yeah yeah like oh if it's yeah, science it's fiction they're like, gonna explain something it about fantasy that like allows you to accept it as it is you know? yeah like um, i've never or like or, or like not knowing is okay mm. and like you know discovering it through it just happening in the game maybe somehow like, I don't. I've never done any research on the Elder Scrolls games. I and Skyrim was the first game I played, and I didn't really want to go back and find out all the things from the past. I wanted to just have them. I just wanted to inhabit this world. Yeah. And then when I came across something that was telling me about the past, I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." Like, I did read a lot of the books that I came across that they had a good title. You know. Um, by the way, it's so cool that they read that they wrote all those books. It's fucking awesome. Um, but like, yeah, going back and like studying what happened in, you know, the last couple of Elder Scrolls games, uh, I don't want to, you know, like, I just, I don't want to. And then the mighty warrior took the sword of Flargnarg and slayed the dragon (laughs) Grimblong and got the seven keys of the tower of Boogledbong. Like, who gives a (laughs) shit? Like, just shut up with your stupid names. 
I thought you were going to bring up Diablo 3 then. Diablo 3. <laughs> Shandor. Well, I, was thinking, I was thinking about one more thing that's like an interesting quirk of sci-fi. Uh, is that when sci-fi dates itself. I was kind of mentioning earlier about Heinlein and like, you know, they, when he started writing sci-fi, computers were not a thing yet. Right? So like, it was all like valves and gears and like, you know, and, and like logarithm books, right? And the idea that like, you'd essentially just be doing everything by like elbow grease. Yeah. And that like larger, ca- I mean, there's a whole book series, it's like, there is not a book series, there's a whole book about a main character who like, the reason he's the main character and he's the most interesting thing is that he has a photographic memory and he happened to have like read the logarithm books and so he's the best astrogator that there could ever be because he can't make a mistake because he can just see the answer, the logarithms in a sense, right? And like that's the whole point of the of the entire book. It would, would make no sense now. Because you're like, well, I have this cell phone. So yeah, that, <laughs> that does that. <laughs> like you, your reason for existing as a human is invalidated. I have by this my, heads-up display which will show anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then also like a lot of like sci-fi books that are popular now um, or even like sci-fi shows like don't take into account that we already have cell phones like that we already have smartphones now yeah so like why would I need to walk to a console to make a video call to somebody in a thousand years like we haven't figured out a better way you know like I can literally do it walking to the supermarket like come on (laughs) you know because they weren't like they didn't no, nobody guessed that. Right? Yeah. Like in the 90s, when a lot of this stuff was written, people hadn't figured out that smartphones were going to be a thing. So I think it's like when you're when you have spaceships without smartphones, that's most interesting. Um, the opposite of that is like you know some of the newer stuff, like uh, Black Mirror, is really cool at looking at what we have and seeing where it might go. How uh, bad it will get. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're so good at showing you a thing and making you want that thing. And then very slowly, like they like kind of requiem for a dream. Like yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, doesn't this look like fun? It's gonna be great time. Yeah, come on, let's go do this. Oh yeah, let's do this other thing. Oh well, that didn't work out, but maybe it'll be okay if we do that. Oh, oh fuck! I lost uh, my arm. Mashed potato. Yeah, the end. yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mom yeah, went it, crazy. It, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Black Mirror is great at that. This is why I can't watch it anymore. Mm, I haven't got into that yet, but I will. Oh yeah, watch it. Don't watch the first. The first episode is not representative of the rest of it. Start, but everything else. The first episode of season three, I think, which is about um, uh, like social networking being part of everyday life. Oh yeah, that bothered me so much. The thing with like sending people likes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh god, that got a game. (laughs) I did not like that. Watch that one. Uh, I think but if you want to watch Black Mirror and watch a happy one, watch the San Junipero thing that I recommended a while back. It's, it's happy, and there isn't a dark side to it. It's just nice. Speaking of telling people to do things... Do, 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 do this. It's time to... Do, 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 do. Uh, it goes... Wait, you gotta... Hold on. You want, you want me to play the thing? Jesse, come on, man. <laughs> you brought it up. All right, hold on. It, it's hard for me to play it so that you can hear it is when I like, do it. Is this now a, like, a... Uh... 
do this. I, I feel like it's now a tradition that Jesse never has that ready when he well, because <laughs> I actually because add he just it. adds it. It's post. Yeah, it's that's post. I, <laughs> I, I play it yeah. live for your amusement, but I have to add it in oh, post because I can't. Okay. It's right. it's really bad quality if I play it. You know what I'm doing when I do that? I'm bending the mic of my headset back so that it, it's listening to the earpiece. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we talked a lot about science today, so my do this is actually... So go, let's go back a few episodes, right? Matt and I did an episode about YouTube... Uh, you, I called them YouTubers. <laughs> and uh, one of the YouTube channels that I recommended is a channel called Vsauce. Just mm. V-S-A-U-C-E. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah. What's that? You know them? Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, Vsauce is great. Um, and last night, after getting home from work at like 9.30, uh, my wife put my daughter to bed, and I decided to get drunk and watch Vsauce for a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing you can do. And I watched, um, actually I had never watched, uh, the. they have a show that's actually on YouTube Red, so oh, okay. the, the, the first episode is free, and after that it's like 300 yen for one episode, which I haven't paid for any others yet, but I might, because... The first episode was really good. The show is called Mindfield, M-I-N-D, Field. Mm. Um, and their first episode is called Isolation. And it's a half-hour show, and they did an experiment uh, where the guy, the Vsauce guy, Michael, uh, what's his name? Michael Stevens? Michael name? Vsauce. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he voluntarily went into this, um, this really brightly lit isolation chamber for three days. Ooh. And uh, and like he was monitored while he was in there, and he lost track of time. Of course, mm-hmm. I mean he he had food and water, and yeah, yeah. you know right. things he needed to live. He could he could he had hygiene products and a toilet, but the room was always lit, and uh, he would only sleep for a couple hours, and then he would think it's the next day. And toward the end, uh. toward the end, he looked really messed up like his he looked like he had like his brain was fried he was just like huh huh <laughs> like looking around really confused really interesting um so it's it's an episode that showed like um how uh like boredom can be devastating to people's like brains basically anyway that's my do this check out uh episode one of the mind field not the mind just mind field on vsauce youtube red yeah, but you can watch the first one without having YouTube read. You don't have to pay okay. for the first. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Uh, well, um, I do this: uh, buy a multi-pack of Kit Kats and eat the entire lot in two minutes. Jesus, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's actually hard work. Like when you're actually like yeah, under because time you shouldn't pressure, do that. <laughs> Well, no, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but when you're under time pressure, you're like, okay, two minutes, and you're trying to pull open the wrappers. And oh no, no, you gotta cut them. You can pre-cut the wrappers. No, 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 no. Oh, from no, from it unopened, it can't be done. Matt. It can it be done, be. Eric. Don't do that. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait a minute, now, Matt, have you done this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think I won't. Okay. For my health. <laughs> I mean, just once. I think I have... Once is okay. Right. Yeah. I, I would be, no, I'd worry no, about no, just the way not. I would feel the rest of the day if I did that. Mm. Like, that, would, that might ruin my day. Do it late at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. I can't, I can't respond to that. 
<laughs> wake up with the chocolate shits. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ew. wake up with like chocolate all over your face. Like, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful Eat day. <laughs> Eat them. Don't use them as makeup. What's for breakfast? <laughs> no, because you're eating them in the dark, you know, so it's kind of messy. <laughs> <and> like... <laughs> okay, there's another added layer. Yeah, a whole up. packet, a multi-pack of Kit, mini Kit Kats in two minutes in the dark yeah. with your eyes closed. Wake up in the middle of the night and do it and go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, <laughs> what do you got for us? I'm actually, I found a pretty cool one. Um, it's, well, you actually could, I think, technically do this. Um, but for I mean, starters, so. you should watch. You should watch a video. For starters, you should watch a video. Oh, I can do that. Uh, I can do uh, that. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, Challenge you should accepted. Watch a video about the, <laughs> the flyboard air. What is the flyboard air? I hear you ask. What is that? And what did you say? Flyboard. Oh, uh, it's the flyboard hoverboard air. thing. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's it's like. Remember when, like. We were thinking about how hoverboards would be really cool, and then they came up with all these bullshit pieces of crap that aren't hoverboards, but, or like ones that like technically float, but who cares? Because whatever. <laughs> this thing's like this is this is this is what you thought a hoverboard was going to be in 1980. Flyboard jetpack for your feet. Did you say air? And flyboard yeah, air. The flyboard air. The flyboard oh. is just a water base. When you thing. said air, I thought you said error. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why yeah. would I want um, to get an error? Like, no, it's like... Uh, so, uh, let me just give you its stat. Top speed of 100... I'm um, sorry, 93 miles per hour. 150 kilometers. <gasps> what, the <laughs> what the fuck? What the uh, fuck? It can fly up to 10,000 feet. Huh? Wait. <laughs> it can fly in conditions at 10,000 feet. I'm not sure it can make it there because it only has 10 minutes of operation. Uh, yeah, then so I'm, I'm not sure going 10,000 10, feet. 10, feet in 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm back but, down. <laughs> If you were at 10,000 feet, it would function. Um, and You'd be cold. Looks, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you would be cold. It looks cool as fuck. Um, like, essentially, it's a snowboard with jet with jets coming out the bottom, and it has a stabilization thing in it so that it like can not, you know, Tip you, you can imagine you. if you like yeah. if you yeah if you flipped forward uh it'd be, you'd be in a real bad is this way. by any chance um, made by the same company that made that folding shuriken you told us about last week definitely not no, this, this actually <laughs> it sounds uh, like you should the watch same. this video it's actually pretty fucking awesome uh but it's just a guy in a board and he just goes and flies around the lake and you're like oh fuck okay um everybody thought it was a hoax but uh they've done it enough times now but uh it's pretty clear and they have a guinness world book of records for like the longest, uh, you know, manned uh, hover flight thingy. I don't know. I'm watching um, a video in which Frankie. But Zapata, when I think you can actually go do this, apparently they have rental tenders. To buy one, it would cost 250 grand. Um, but that's not but even that you much. You can apparently rent it somewhere. Yeah, I thought it'd be more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they like they're not really in production. So he's standing on this thing flying <laughs> over a lake wearing a motorcycle helmet. It, it, How many it doesn't look awesome with Jesse? Is he, um, how's he controlling the direction? Is he? I'm with his weight. Yeah, the yeah. same way you would a skateboard, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and these are jets on the bottom? Yep. So 
if you oh yeah you can see the like heat distortion coming out of it yeah so yeah. if you flew over a person they'd die oh, it wouldn't be great get horrifically yeah. Burnt, <laughs> it yeah. Wouldn't be, yeah it probably wouldn't be very nice that's great <laughs> so anyway it's nice 2017 we actually have a real badass movie like hoverboard yeah I'm but you're probably not going to be stealing it from a little girl on the road like no. Marty did yeah, and then racing not. across town I need to I need right. to borrow your flyboard air <laughs> <laughs> flyboard air and then he breaks part yeah. of it off and it no longer and he like burns your face off of his yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so, so go watch that video it's pretty great and if you have a lot of money please let me borrow your flyboard yeah mm-hmm. buy, buy a couple just to have around the house yeah <laughs> alright <laughs> hey, uh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I keep forgetting to do this stuff at the end of the thing I'm supposed to do. You guys, come check us out on Facebook. Um, oh, yeah. Please join our Facebook group. The Facebook page is where I apologize when, when the episode is late or not existent. Yeah. Um, and we try to write funny clips. Yeah, but it would be funnier I think like, if they weren't written by us all the time. Yeah, it'd be great if anybody... Just, like, come tell us that we're assholes, or whatever, you know? Give us a comment. Or just be like, hi. Or how about enough. this? I'll take, yeah. Maybe you're too self-conscious to do that in public, in a public forum like Facebook. In that case, send us an email. Ikinaripodcast at gmail.com. I said it before. Somebody sends us a comment. We're most definitely going to read it. Because Which means that no one has, has sent a No one has sent... Well, I haven't checked it in a couple weeks now because I've gotten used to the idea of there not being anything in the inbox. But <laughs> but when there is, oh boy. So when oh Jesse boy. checks it, if there's a comment, he'll probably read it. Yeah. Uh, whether you watched this on YouTube or listened to it on iTunes or through the RSS feed or whatever you did, we appreciate your listening. Thank you very much, everybody. This has been Ikinari Podcast. Goodbye. Bye-bye.